Hey guys, you know what? I hope you know just how blessed you are. You are loved and cherished by the Creator Himself. Think about it. He did not send Jesus to the cross to save the angels when they rebelled, but He did send Jesus for me and you. How cool is that? I think, you know, we allow the world to have too much say in who we are. Let's decide today to that God's voice gets the majority vote. You know, when we see ourselves through His eyes, we realize just how loved and special we really are. You know, you are a one-of-a-kind masterpiece. God doesn't make mistakes, but He does like variety and uniqueness. Always remember, you were made on purpose for a purpose. Let's strengthen our faith today as we put on the full armor of God and set out to ruin the enemy's day. With that said, let's jump into today's message titled, It's Personal. When something becomes personal, there is emotion attached. You become invested, focused, determined. You know, when I teach martial arts, it's personal. That person is not just another student or dollar sign. That relationship is personal. I am investing my time, knowledge, and skill in, and, you know, into each session to help that person reach their goals. Their success becomes my success. When businesses take what they do personal, you see a different approach. You often see a better service or product because if that service or product does poorly, it looks really bad on them. And when you take what you do personally, the last thing you want is to look bad to the customer. You feel like you're doing something that adds value to people's lives. When I owned my martial arts school, I would always take it personal when someone quit. You know, but I had to learn to let that go at some point. But, you know, taking what I did personally caused me to strive to be better and made me see value in the individual relationships. This might seem crazy, but I really think, you know, a good example of that is Chick-fil-A. When, you know, when I think of a business that takes what they do personally, you know, out of all the fast food restaurants, they set the bar high with their service and product, and it shows. There, you know, is such a difference when it becomes personal. It's the same with this podcast. It is personal to me. I do not spend four or five hours a day preparing this 15-minute podcast just because I like talking. It, you know, if it were not personal, I definitely would not invest that kind of time five days a week. I would not give it my all, but it is personal. So I take pride in each message with a real desire to make a difference in someone's life each day. I pray always with every message that God would speak through me with the power of his word and he would set people free and cause his people to rise up and grow stronger each day as they walk in victory. When I hear someone you know, tell me that a message really spoke to them and was what they needed to hear, I take it personal and it motivates me to carry on and to do even better. Today we will take a look at the next miracle in the lineup for Jesus, but before that, let me clarify some details. On the same day, basically, when Jesus went into the synagogue to teach and ended up casting out a demon from one of the um, uh, from one of the people in the in the congregation, you know, then he went to after that he went to Peter's house and healed his mother-in-law. You know, at this point, Jesus was showing that he is the Lord of the Sabbath. Now, a third miracle event 
takes place at sundown, when the Sabbath has technically ended. Jewish culture marked the days typically from sundown to sundown. So Jesus has already had a long day, and now he is faced with a large crowd seeking to touch, seeking the touch of the living God. So look at this, guys. He's he's already done two miracles in that in that one day, and he's already showing and has shown already that when it comes to the Sabbath, he is the Lord of the Sabbath. Now, in Luke chapter four verses forty through forty one says, when the sun was setting, everyone who had friends suffering from various diseases brought them to him. He placed his hands on each of them and cured them. Demons came out of many people shouting, and the demons you know, would come out shouting, you are the son of God. But Jesus ordered them not to speak. After all, they knew he was the Messiah. Matthew eight sixteen through 17 records the account like this. It says, In the evening the people brought him many who were possessed by demons. He forced the evil spirits out of people with a command and cured everyone who was sick. So what the prophet Isaiah had said came true. He took away our weakness and removed our diseases. Now, both accounts of this event are rich with content. So let's take a closer look at you know what took place that evening. I love the detail in Luke's account where he says, Jesus placed his hands on each of them. It is so easy to pass right over that statement. But remember, Jesus has already had a long day and now it's even longer. Nevertheless, he takes the time to give each one a personal touch. He could have said, you know, just one word. He could have just said the word and healed everyone at the same time and just went on about his evening. But it was personal to Jesus, and he wanted each person to know they mattered. He wanted each person to feel, you know, loved and know the personal touch of God. Isn't that just like God even today, even in our lives? Isn't that what God does for us? He wants you to know the personal touch of God. He wants you to know that each person matters to him. You matter to him. And he will always take the time to show you personally that you are special to him and he cares for you no matter where you come from or what your status in life is. He cares about the things that trouble you. In Matthew's account, it says that he uh, cured everyone who was sick. No special treatment. Everyone seeking to be touched by God found themselves face to face with him. And for his namesake, he delivered each one from their sickness. Jesus could have sent them all away and said, come back tomorrow. I've had a long day. But it was personal. He came to set people free, to minister to those in need. And that is what he did. It makes me think, you know, about how at times someone might ask you for help or need someone to talk to, but we dismiss them because we've had a long day and we are tired or we've had, we have a lot on our plate and we feel like, man, I just don't have time for this. I have my own struggles and problems. Jesus set the example. He led the way here. He had a long day and was likely tired and he certainly had a lot on his plate as he faced down the cross with each passing day. But in spite of all that he took, uh, in spite of all that, he took the time 
to make it personal for each person that he came in contact with. Despite all that he had all that he had on his plate, he made time for those in need. I believe God gives grace to us when we, even in our struggles, take time for others. Even when we have a lot going on, we say, you know, how how can I help? You you know what? You matter to God. So you matter to me. I believe when we follow Jesus' example here, God opens the floodgates of heaven and pours out mercy and grace into our lives. You know, here's a side note. I love how Jesus forced the demons out with a command. And they came out shouting, You are the Son of God, because they already knew He was. You would think that people witnessing this would have caught on to that, but nonetheless, the evil spirits were wrecking people's lives, and Jesus took that personally, and He sent them packing. You see, the enemy can't stand being in the presence of the Holy One. And the more we let Jesus permeate every part of our life, the harder it is for the enemy to stick around. When the religious leaders were going to stone the woman for committing adultery, and Jesus said, Let the first one without sin, or let the one without sin cast the first stone, they all walked away because evil can't stand against Jesus, God in the flesh. When Jesus went to the cross, it was personal. He died for each of us so that each of us could be set free and reconciled to God. Now, aren't you glad he made it personal? I know I am. I know I am glad that he isn't just some God in heaven that sits up there you know, giving orders. I am glad that he wants to be personally invested in each of our lives. He cares about what you do each day. Your success and failures, they matter to Him. So make your walk with Him personal. Invest in it. It's worth it. Thank you, Jesus, that you made it personal. Thank you that you care for each of us individually and that you care what happens in our lives. You celebrate our victories and you lift us up out of our failures. Thank you for setting the example and showing us that even when we don't feel like it, we should take time for others and let your grace flow through us. Give us strength and grace, Lord, to be there for others when our own plates are full. Pour out your grace, Lord. Pour out your blessing and favor, Lord, on your people. I know You know, there are some people out there dealing with the loss of a family member, others struggling with issues, you know, and relentless attacks from the enemy. You know, the enemy constantly trying to drag them down. But you, God, can break, you know, God, you are so amazing. And you you can break through whatever is holding them down. God, you can bring them healing you know, those who are broken, and you can bring comfort where there is heartbreak. And you can set free those struggling against the flesh or the pressures of the enemy. Your word says that whatever we bind on earth would be bound in heaven. So in Jesus' name, I bind the enemy today, Lord, and ask you to set free those who are struggling with their sin. And to those who are hurting and broken, I ask you to wrap them in your loving arms. God, we love you, and may we always give you 
all the glory and honor and praise. Amen.